listening to Grown and Growing with Sonia Hamlin. What's up, everybody? Thanks for joining me for another episode. Before we jump into today's topic, I have a few reminders. First, episodes of Grown and Growing come out every other Tuesday. That's right, every other Tuesday. Now, you don't have to remember that if you like, follow, or subscribe to our page on your favorite podcasting platform or app. Next, follow us on social. We have Instagram and Facebook pages, which I've linked in the show notes. Great. Now that we've checked all those boxes, let's get into this topic. I know the name of this episode is a lot. F them kids? Yes, it is with a question, guys. Not a statement. I still love the kids. It's actually a reference to the final season of Insecure when Issa slam dunked that baby into a bin and then she said, F them kids. So I get a kick out of that every time I I see it or say it. So I decided to name this episode that because it's also very relevant to today's topic. We are talking about paying for kids to go to college. Now, I got the idea for this topic when I was talking to a really good friend of mine at a housewarming. I don't even know how the conversation began or ended. All I remember is her response to me saying, I'm not paying for my kids to go to college. Yes, that's what I said. And I got all the shock, awe, and judgment. And so that's what I want to talk about today, paying for kids to go to college. Now, if you're a parent with adult children, or if you have been saving in a 529 since your kid popped out of the birth canal, this conversation may not be for you. But for the rest of us, yeah, let's talk about it. So let's start with the good. Lately, you know, college has been in the news a lot. The good news is, the thing that I I really like is that Black women are among the most educated groups in the U.S., And I also like that HBCUs are getting a lot of love and attention right now. It's so deserved and long overdue. So those are the good things about colleges, a couple of good things about colleges. The flip side of that, though, are these dang on student loans. While Black women are graduating at a higher rate, they're also graduating with 20% more student loans than white women. And Black women have the highest amount of student loan debt than any other race. Black people in general graduate with about $25,000 more student loans than their white counterparts. And it's not just Black people, though. The United States has a student loan crisis. People of all races, backgrounds have student loans to the degree that it is a crisis in this country. In general, a lot of adults I know fall into three camps. One, they've never had student loans or they've already paid them off. Kudos to them. Number two, they don't mind paying Sally Mae for as long as agreed. So they're going to pay that thing until that thing is done. And they don't mind that. That's fine. That works for them. And then there's this third group. They don't intend to pay Sally Mae or Navient in full ever, never, ever. They defer their loans or their get forbearances 
all so they don't have to pay. That is the goal. And I'm not here to judge. Whatever helps you sleep better at night or whatever helps you best take care of your family or yourself, I say do that. This is a judgment-free zone. I think that if it were a matter of pay or not pay, I think most parents would just pay for their kids to go to college. But that's not happening. And it's also probably not possible. And why? It's because we got our own. We got our own student loans. We got our own other debt. Or we just have the inability to pay. It is widely known that student loans are trash. They're predatory. And college is way too expensive. I actually just read a stat that said in the last 10 years, the cost of college has gone up by 30%. That's crazy. Now, before we get into the details of what I'm talking about, I want to offer this disclaimer. I know that there are other options that young adults can pursue besides college. There's the military, there's trade schools, entrepreneurship. You could be a YouTube influencer. You can get an OnlyFans page, whatever. There are other options for people to take care of themselves. But for the sake of this conversation, we're talking about paying for college. I think that um, it's important, or I think most parents would want their kids to have some kind of plan when they graduate from high school. It is just not practical or smart, really, to graduate without a plan, whether that's going to college or not. And, you know, if you want to be successful in life, I think that you're going to have to have some education. And it may not be college. It may be taking a course or getting a certification. But you're going to have to pay for some type of education or professional development somewhere along the line of your life. Now, I want our conversation to be realistic about paying for college. I don't want to live in the woulda, shoulda, couldas. I don't want to go back to 28 when I first had my, oh, actually, I was 32, actually. I don't want to go back to 32 when I first had my son and talk about what I woulda, shoulda, coulda done. That time is gone. I can't get it back. So I want to talk about where I am today and where I think I may be in the future. In full transparency, I do not have goo gobs of money saved for my kids to go to college. They're nine and 11. Now I'm saving, I'm investing, um, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing at this point. But by the time they graduate from high school, it is highly unlikely that I will have enough money to pay for four to five years of college out of pocket. It just ain't happening unless, you know, I get that Powerball win or something. So I know some of you may be asking, Sonia, how did you allow that to happen? Aren't you smarter than this? I mean, yeah, I should have been smarter than this. But ultimately, I have to blame my parents. Sorry, mom. But I'm only blaming you a little bit. You know, how I was raised does have an effect on where I am now. And I say that because my parents set me up for life as best they could. They did a really good job, I think. Education was definitely instilled in me at an early age. I didn't have an option. I was going to college and that was that. But when it came to a financial education, nah, no, we didn't. We didn't get that. I basically had to learn by observation 
And I'm not sure if I had the best (laughs) parents to observe in this area. But basically, I had to spend a lot of my adult time learning by living. I had to learn and make mistakes and recover from those mistakes. And when I got to a certain age, I started exploring different money philosophies. I read all the books, Susie Orman and Robert Kiyosaki and Dave Ramsey. And now I listen to Ramit Sethi or I listen to those earn your leisure guys trying to develop my own philosophy and approach to money. But while I was on that journey, trying to figure it all out, my kids were growing up. And the interest on my student loans and the cost of college were also going up. But I was basically learning how to put my own gas mask on first. And we'll talk a little more about that later. So back to the sentence that got me here to this topic. I am not paying for my kids to go to college. That sounds very harsh, but I want you guys to hear me out. It is a fact that I cannot pay for two kids to go to college out of pocket. I just can't. The facts are the facts. The math ain't mathing in that regard. But I'm also strongly anti-parent student loans, or I will not be co-signing for them. I don't co-sign for nobody, and I'm not going to start with my kids. But this doesn't mean that I'm abandoning them. It just means I'm going into the situation with my eyes wide open and I have a plan, guys. I have a plan. Here are some of the ground rules I have around college. Number one, my kids will have a financial education. That's the first thing. I think it starts there because I really want my kids to know how to use money as a tool. I don't want them to be afraid of it. I don't want them to think that it is some fantasy or magic. I want them to understand how money works and how they can use it to give them the best life that they can. That's number one. Number two, these kids have to have some skin in the game. What do I mean? It means they going to know that when they graduate from high school, that there is no pot of gold at the end of the rainbow that is magically going to pay for college. We're going to start having these discussions early, like right now, like, okay, how well are you doing in school? Because you know, mom and dad are not paying for college, um, not in a way that they feel scared by it, but just so that they're informed that, you know, the, if you have good grades, you can go to college for free. So we'll be looking into scholarships. We'll be looking into work studies and grants. And even if they have to get a job while they're at school, that's what's going to happen. I want to exhaust all of the options before we even get to student loans. Number three, the college has to match the budget. Yes, we need to know how much these colleges cost before we apply for them. And I'm going to have my kids do that. Y'all going to look into how much these colleges cost before you decide to apply. I had a friend do that with her daughter, and I thought that was so amazing. Yes, understand what you're getting into. And, you know, if we don't have the, co- the budget for Harvard and Harvard is not coming off of any money, then guess where you're not going? To Harvard. When I applied for college when I was in high school, I didn't even look at the cost I said, this is where I want to go. Definitely listed my top three schools. The first one was Hampton. 
And I went to visit. I loved it. I just knew I was going there. And my mom burst my bubble because she said, oh, this is a private school and they are not giving you any financial aid. So what's next? And so I went to Morgan State and it was the best decision of my life. And the last thing is they're going to have to understand how the major that they choose is going to equate to a salary at the end of it all. We're not going to college for fun. We're not going to college only to just find ourselves. Yes, that's a part of it, but it ain't the only thing. The hope is to go to college, get a skill, and get a job or start a business, right? That's the goal. We have to know that we can't pick a major that is not going to make us enough money to take care of ourselves. And we all know what those majors are. I do not have to list them. But let's just say my kid's not going to go to Harvard to major in basket weaving. It's not going to happen. And so I think understanding what major you choose is very important. And I will say, I think it's really ridiculous that we ask 18 or you know, 22-year-olds to make a decision about what they want to do for the rest of their lives. But that is the system that we live in right now. So why not try to make the best decision you can um, with a plan in mind? Plans, you know, things change. People do not stay in the same careers. But you should know how much you can expect to make or when you graduate from college, or you should have a plan to make an additional income if you really feel passionate about that thing that's not going to make a lot of money. Now, in 10 years, who knows what the cost of college will be? Who knows what will happen? Will the bubble burst? I don't even know what a college student loan crisis bubble bursting looks like. Is that everybody defaulting and the government has to swoop in and save them like they did those car companies back in the day? That actually doesn't sound like a bad idea to me, Biden. I don't know why we can't do that. Will they forgive the student loans? Who knows? And also, I was thinking, will something else come along that's different and better than college? These people are out here talking about the metaverse. I don't even know what that is. But is there something in the metaverse that's better than college? We don't know. If you think about it, social media, a social media influencer, a Lyft or Uber driver, app developers, bloggers, these jobs didn't exist 10, 15 years ago. We couldn't even imagine that, you know, they would become jobs where people can make a lot of money, but they exist. So will something bubble up? in the next few years that will replace college. And then maybe it'll have some colleges rethinking the cost of what it takes to get to get educated there. Another thing that I thought about is that black families in particular really focus on college education. And for many, many good reasons, there's a lot of data that says getting a college degree and education can set you up well in life. It it can Um, get you a higher salary than not having it right after college. There's data to support that. But there's also a huge shortage in this country of skilled laborers. And I know, ooh, that sounds icky, skilled labor. No, we should all go to college. But hear me out. It has skill in the name for a reason. 
because it takes talent to do it and it's necessary. There is a lot of money to be made in carpentry, in being a plumber, being an electrician. Ask any contractor who is looking for skilled workers to to help them in their business and they can't find them. There's a lot of money to be made learning a skill or owning a business in one. And to me, there is no shame in that. I know there's a lot of conversations about following your passion. And I think, you know, if you could figure out what your passion is and follow it and make a lot of money doing it, awesome for you. But for the people who don't know what their passion is, there's also a lot of money to be made by doing something that just pays the bills. Um, I just recently read a story about a person who made millions and millions of dollars making stop signs. Now, was stop signs his passion? No, but he could make a lot of money doing something that was in demand so that he could have more time to go figure out his passion. So let's not overlook skilled labor as an alternative to college and having a really good life. Now, I would be lying if I said, you know, not paying for college was only about setting my kids up to be successful in life, teaching them those lessons that I talked about earlier. But it's also about setting myself up to be successful in my later years. And I'm talking about retirement. I would rather put more money away for retirement than pay for my kids to go to college. Yes, that's what I said. I would rather put more money in retirement than pay for my kids to go to college because it is a goal of mine to retire with dignity. Setting my kids up to have a successful life doesn't have to come at my demise. I feel like we can all win and I can position our family to start creating generational wealth. It's so important for me to be able to take care of myself. If I get sick, I want to be able to pay for the medical bills. If I can no longer live in a house with stairs and I want to live in an assisted living, I want to be able to pay for that and choose a place that will allow me to live in a more, in a dignified way. Also, if I just, you know, choose to pay into my retirement more than college, and I happen to die, that's okay because I'm going to set my kids up and leave them with a legacy and hopefully, you know, start a cycle of creating generational wealth for my family. That is what my desire is. And I, and I place that above paying for them to go to college. I feel really strongly about this, as you can probably tell listening to the episode, But I want to know how you feel. Do you agree with me? Have I lost my marbles? What's your take? Go to my Instagram or my Facebook page and let me know what you think. Thank you for joining me. And I'll see you next time.